This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. We got to talk to our guy, Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook, the sister to our king of sportsbook. The, the only, only sportsbook. sportsbook. The Mark. only sister. Mark, you're the only sister. Mark, how you doing this evening, sir? I'm doing fantastic. And listen, guys, I, I think I'm going to agree with Ryan here on Team Saturday, only because Friday gets kind of like lumped into the weekend, yep. but it's really like a work day, and it's not really the weekend. Like Saturday's really the holy grail of the weekend. You got no work in the beginning of the day. You get the whole day. You can sleep in the next day if you have to. Yep. Uh, definitely team, team Saturday. And, of course, you know, we get the fall. You get college football on Saturday, too. And really quickly, really quickly, I do have to interject here, and I have to say I would be Team Sunday as well, but the only problem is, like, Team Sunday, you're feeling Sunday, you're maybe winning bets, maybe you had brunch on Sunday, Yes. maybe you're having some drinks. All you're thinking about in the back of your head, though, is work on Monday, and then it all happens, Even yes. if you, especially NFL season. You hear, <laughs> and the 60 seconds clock comes. Yeah, that's you're how you enjoying know it's life, over. And that's it's how like, you know it's over. It's like, the world will end next week. Everybody will die in crushing fashion. You're like... Can the Jets cover the five and a half? <laughs> so that's my problem with Sunday is that I, stupid 60 minutes clock. I hate it. I agree with the Sunday uh, breakdown. I'll say this. You can't hate Friday. I mean, Friday has to get a little love. If you like Saturday, you got to oh. like Friday. It's like liking one of the twin sisters. I mean, if you like one twin, you got to like both of them. They're twins. Now back to you, Mark. It, that's, that it's best quality. Friday's best quality is that Saturday's coming. Yeah, like, that's really the best quality. It's like it's seeing like the, the ugly you know, twin. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, so the, your sister must be around. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Come on. We're trying to put things together. Here. Mark, break down this game for us tonight. What do you like in Boston, Miami at 830? I like Boston. I Listen, I know Miami's getting a lot of, you know, uh, respect now all of a sudden. And, you know, when, they, when the cat's away, the mites will play. That's what they say. And Jimmy Butler, huge game in game one. But no Marcus Smart, no Al Horford. I think those guys coming back, it, it's really going to be a little bit of a difference. Boston was tremendous this year coming off a loss. I want to say they were like 9-1 and one in their last 10 or whatnot. Um, and I think, you know, they're really going to put it together. You know, one of the key things to watch out for, as we saw in game one, obviously that third quarter was huge, right? You know, Miami outscores them by 25, but that's been pretty consistent. Um, even in the playoffs, Miami leads the NBA in net rating at 33.4 in the third quarter. So, you know, they weren't just doing it in game one against um, Boston. And that is an area where Boston has struggled throughout the playoffs. Uh, minus 4.7 is their worst quarter as far as net rating is concerned in the postseason. So um, that's something to keep an eye on. But I, I just think with Horford back, with Marcus Smart back, 
Boston should be able to bounce back in this one. I think they're going to do a better job of, you know, driving to the basket, finishing, getting that ball movement going, getting Bam moving in the interior. Um, I just think that, you know, in both series is when you look at it, you know, coming off that game seven, playing in that game one, we know the history behind it. Only, you know, 39% of teams actually win coming off that game seven. So I think it was a tough spot for both those teams. But um, I definitely think Boston uh, is going to bounce back tonight. What about the total or any player props? Uh, Game one, I made the mistake of taking the under. Game flew over. I'm actually going back to the under tonight now with Al Horford and Marcus Smart back. (laughs) And also, I'm going to go under on Jimmy Butler points, 26 and a half and hope that Marcus Smart D's him up. He can't continue to do what he's doing, scoring the basketball. Anything for you, Mark, uh, as far as the total or props, or are you staying away? Yeah, no, I think on the props, like I, I like the Butler one. I also like Bam's under points and rebounds. I think it's like 23 and a half. I think that's a pretty good look. Um, I don't think Bam has been the same since Embiid came back in that, in that previous series, to be honest with you. Um, I just think he's kind of struggled. He struggled towards the end of the Philadelphia series, and, you know, I, I think he's going to have a lot of trouble in this series as it progresses um, just because Boston has multiple bigs that they can kind of throw at him, and I think eventually it's going to, the physicality is going to wear him down. But um, I like Bam's under and points and rebounds. Um, Al Horford's assist, I think, is like two and a half. I think that's probably an over. Um, I think, you know, obviously what they want to do, Boston, is get, get that ball moving, you know, try and penetrate that zone defense of Miami. They've been getting a lot of different looks. Um, but they're going to have to do, you know, a better job on the perimeter and getting to the hoop. But that's that's kind of they're the props I'm looking at um, in tonight's game. But I agree with you on Butler. I just think that, you know, we're hearing a lot of playoff Jimmy Butler, and it's you know everybody's talking about the bubble. But um, I saw Jimmy Butler in the playoffs here in Philadelphia, and I saw last year as well. So I think there's you know a little different side to Jimmy Butler that we might see against this good Boston defense going forward. Mark, I was on in Dallas today, and I talked about Jimmy Butler on their station, and I said it makes me sick. I am sick and tired of watching it. I mean, my goodness, the guy shot 9% from three-point range in the regular season, and all of a sudden, and that's a real stat, by the way, and all of a sudden, you come to the postseason and you want to bark at everybody and scream Tobias Harris' name and and score 28 points per game. It's sick. Go back to being trash so my series prices can cash. Simple. Mm -hmm. Now, in another series that I need my series prices to cash, um, it's the Warriors. They demolished the Dallas Mavericks, and I'm not overreacting to a first-game loss because, hey, Golden State did what they were supposed to do. You got more rest. You're at home. Team just came off of a game seven uh, victory against Phoenix. You're supposed to win that game. Number one, your main takeaway from game number one, if you have any takeaway. And number two, how are you betting tomorrow's game? Six and a half is, is the spread in favor of Golden State, State. Excuse me. Two fourteen and a half is the total minus one ten both ways. What you doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the points with the Mavs, to be honest. I haven't bet it yet because I'm still struggling with part I'm struggling with is, you know, we talked about how these teams coming off game seven, it's a bad spot going into, you know, game one against the rested team. Um, But Dallas looked so bad. And I think that there's two ways to kind of look at that is, you know, you know, they're going to bounce back, but it was also, you know, such a poor showing that you you don't know if that the rest was the whole thing, or if there's something like you look at the way Wiggins was hounding, you know, uh, Luca and Luca played so poorly. We know he's going to bounce back, but are some of the other players like Brunson, you know, going to be able to come alive. Dinwiddie played well. I think he had 17 points, was about 40% from three-point range, but everybody else was cold. Like, they came out gunning, and it was Brick City. I think they went 11 for 48 from three. But a lot of that happened in the early part of the game, and and that kind of, like, you know, set the tone. So um, one of the other things that concerned me in this one, and I don't know how you guys felt about it, but 
I thought defensively, I thought the Mavericks looked lost. I thought they were trying to, like, really collapse down on Golden State's players, and Golden State was just moving the ball, and there's backdoor cuts to the lane, and, and people were wide open, and they looked a little bit confused. And that's not rest. Like, if it's fatigue, you know, hey, you're getting worked inside or something, or you're not getting closing out on the perimeter, that's one thing. But I thought defensively they looked confused, so I think Kid's going to have to make some adjustments there. Um, some of that was obviously Cleveland getting in foul trouble early, you know, so they had to put some guys in there defensively that they probably didn't want to. But um, I think it's a lot of points, so I'm going to take Dallas. But um, I was a little bit concerned with how well Wiggins played. Not going to get that out of him offensively, of course, going forward in the series, but uh, he did a pretty good job on Luka. Uh, hey, Mark, I know it's uh, NBA playoff time, but it's also – NFL season win total time, Let's college go. football win totals, and I've actually played a couple, and the numbers are already changing. So if you're looking for value, I feel like some of these you have to fire away on. For example, the Saints win total opened up at 7.5. Now we're seeing some 8.5s. I like them over 7.5 a, a lot. And then Pitt in college football, their win total opened up at 9. I had to hammer the under with no Kenny Pickett. I don't love the coaching staff. Anything that you see value with, anything that you want to play here in the next couple of weeks before maybe that number changes? Yeah, I mean, a couple teams I was looking at to actually, um, you know, play overs in the NFL. I haven't bet them yet, but I think Detroit is a team um, that I think, you know, I, well, I try and target teams that, you know, weren't necessarily successful the previous year, but are playing in a division where they can really get some traction. And I think that's what you're getting with the Detroit Lions. Um, not going to go very far with Jared Goff, right? But um, I do think that, you know, they had a good draft. They got some good young players. They're starting to build things. And being in that division where it's really just Green Bay and then everybody else is kind of mixed in. We don't know what we're going to get out of Minnesota. They're kind of through a transition period after getting rid of Zimmer. And then, of course, Chicago really doesn't have any draft picks to improve their team. So um, I don't know you know, how much, how much success they're going to have coming into the year. So I think there's kind of a path for Detroit. Um, to go over their win total. But I agree with you on the Saints. I think the Saints are an organization that's pretty sound. I, I don't think that, you know, Sean Payton was necessarily the engine that got everything done there. Obviously, um, he played a big part of it. But they're a team that wins in the trenches. You know, they always value the offensive line. Um, and I think they still have a lot of talent on that team, even if Michael Thomas doesn't come back and be the player that he, you know, ever was. Uh, but I like them um, in that division as well because Carolina, again, not so, they seem completely lost in what they're doing. And Atlanta um, didn't really love their draft. I know a lot of, they had a lot of high picks and a lot of things that um, they could do, but not completely sold on the direction the Atlanta Falcons are going. So, you know, that leaves the door open for a team like the Saints. Mark, before we get you out of here, I got to ask you, a ton of high-stakes sports going down right now. Of course, the Stanley Cup postseason, the NBA postseason, and even, I guess, some high-stakes baseball in the second month. Just kidding. Uh, is there, are there any plays that you want to give out um, on anything in this last about 60 seconds to uh, two minutes here before we leave? Yeah, no doubt. So I'm going to give you a curveball here, right, because, you know, I'm a football guy at, at heart, and I've been tearing into the USFL pretty good. Oh, yeah. right. let's very, go. It's a very soft market um, because, obviously, there's not a lot of data. With eight teams, you can pull your data pretty quickly. Um, but there are some overs that I like. I like the Philadelphia-Tampa Bay over. Um, I got it at 39 and a half. It's up around 40. Every game that Philadelphia has played in, their defense is wretched. Um, it's been at least 40 points. So that'll probably continue this weekend against Tampa. And then Houston and New Jersey, 
Um, over 38 and a half. New Jersey's a team that's gotten better offensively each week. Um, yards per play, best offense in the league against yards per play, worst defense in the league in Houston. So I went over in those two games. I, I didn't expect to get that answer. But that's why we have Martin Drumheller on the show. You know what I'm going to do because of that? I'm going to go bet every single thing you just said. There you go. Because I trust you, Mark. Thank you so much for joining the show. Can't wait to talk to you soon, brother. Enjoy your Thursday evening. You too. Thanks for having me. Our guy, Mark Drumheller, on the Roman guest line. Man, came in here and dropped a bomb on us. USFL? A couple overs, I couldn't tell you anybody that's put. I don't even know when they play. Fridays. There's a big game coming up on Friday. We'll Between be, who? Tomorrow. We'll be here. The two teams that Mark just <laughs> talked about, and he likes the over. I, I tried, man. I couldn't do it. You know, all my, uh, all my, my, some of my buddies have tried to get into it that I used to work with, and they're all, like, picking teams. I tried, man. I, I made it through a half a couple weeks ago. It's terrible. Ryan, if you, can't, if you can't get through it, Mr. KBO. No, I'd rather watch high school football, dude. I feel that, bro. For brother. sure. If you can't get into it, it's just not to be gotten into. Yeah. I'll say that.